You have just entered the Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Royal Access. It's your girl, Corel, and I'm so excited to be with you. And we have a very, very special guest on today. And welcome back. We were on a little hiatus, the first break we've ever taken in two years of having this podcast. And so we have a special guest on because we are stepping into a new series and the series is on mentorship. And so when you think of mentorship, I want you to think of mentorship in several different ways. Some people have spiritual mentors, some people have career mentors, some people have marriage mentors. Some people just have mentors that are also friends and they just help them with everyday life and everyday living. And so today I wanna introduce you to someone who has been in my life, my entire life. I've known her for my whole life. And she is also a spiritual mentor to me. And I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about herself, but I wanna introduce you to my mom, Joyce Lynn Pinder. Say hello to the people. How's everybody? I'm Joyce Linpinda. I'm Corel's mama, she said. And this is the first time she's on the podcast. <laughs> We've had the podcast for two years and she's never been on the podcast, but there's a first time for everything. So I am super, super excited to have you here with me this morning. So like I said, we're going to jump into mentorship. So my first question is, why do you think everyone should have a mentor? And this is me assuming that you think they should, because I have, I've known you for my whole life. And so you you've known me to have mentors and you've been a mentor to me, but I've also known you to have mentors in your life. And so that's why I I know that you think that it's important. So my question is, why do you think that, you know, people should have one? I believe that um, a mentor provides for you that example that you may not always get from someone who's automatically there like your mother she, your mother could be selected as a mentor, doesn't have to be. But if someone is, if you, if there's an aspect of your life, like you, like you suggested, um, professional, spiritual, any aspect, actually, marriage, any aspect of your life where you feel that person is a good example, you can have that person as a formal mentor as a, or an informal mentor. They could be mentoring you without even realizing that they're mentoring you because you look at that person as an example and you emulate what they say. You sit at their feet, even though they may not realize that you are doing that. And the reason um, I'm saying that is because uh, sometimes when you make a formal covenant to be a mentor with someone it it might be heavy on the person who is the mentor and they are not seeing themselves in that light and they do not want to take on that responsibility so you have to really weigh it out I like the example that they're showing and you can be using them as a mentor without them really really knowing that this is without having a formal agreement that you are my mentor. I like that take on it because a lot of people that tends to be their question, like how do I ask someone to be a mentor? And a lot of celebrities that I follow online, when I go to watch something where they're being interviewed, they would always say that that's irritating for them because they go to a million speaking engagements. And after the speaking engagements, it's so many people who want a career like them. And so people, there's tons of people coming to them after saying, can you be my mentor? And it's like, they're like, stop asking that. I don't like that. But even people who aren't celebrities, they have a hard time because I think what you said is so true. 
there feels to be such a heavy commitment, like your mentor, all formal. Now I got to meet with you, what, once a week, once a month. It's too much. I can't keep up. I can't. So I, and I, I heard Devon Franklin say that before too, when he talks about people can mentor you from afar and way before I ever met him in person, he was like a mentor from afar because I looked at his content I read his content, but sometimes, you know, it's either someone from afar where you're just watching them, you know, with their videos or it may be someone, you know, personally, but you don't always have to say that word and may even be better. Like you said, to not make that formal word and just glean because of the fact, because I think a lot of people that I do call mentees, I haven't really like had that formal conversation, but we were just in a circumstance where I had to help them in that way. And then I was always a resource to help them. Um, so did you have any, go ahead. I wanted to say another take on the informal mentorship is, you know, a lot of circumstances, people are mentoring persons and they may not realize that that is a mentorship. Um, in the, in the society in which we live today, we have a lot of access to information through the internet, through books. And so if there is, for example, a particular uh, writer or person who writes and who you might want to read their material and they will mentor you through their material if you find that that person is a uh, deeply authentic person and they speak their truths through their books, they can be mentoring you through that. Or like you mentioned, celebrities that you may feel um, they have something of value that I like. You follow them and not just follow them, but you read and you research information that will help you. And you may never even meet that person, but what they do is mentorship to you. Do you have a memory of whether it was a formal mentor or someone you knew personally or someone from afar where they deposited information to you that you felt was very helpful for whatever journey you were in at the time? For me, yes. As a, as a child growing up, there was a person in my life that mentored me up until my adulthood, straight through my life. And I didn't even, I don't even really know that the word mentorship was a big word, but I did. Um, and it wasn't a formal agreement would you be my mentor, <laughs> but they were, they were my mentor in every sense of the word because we had that relationship. And so when I look back and as an adult, I let them know that, you know what, you've always mentored me and I appreciate it. Do you remember a specific moment or maybe not moment, but a specific thing that they would have helped you to walk through or like if it wasn't for them, this this particular journey or this particular thing may have been a little harder for me? Well, one of the things very, very early in life, and I would say probably in my mm, beginning of my teen years, um, or even maybe at 10 or 11, when, when people, when my parents did not openly talk to me about sex or risky behavior, um, this person was in my life in that way and spoke to me about um, not just me, but me and my friends who hung out with us, who also as a mentor, spoke to us about the truth of um, sexual behavior and the truth about risky behavior. And that was my introduction and it made me more interested to learn more about how I should govern myself as a teenager. And I think that's so good because there are so many parents that are afraid to do that. But if you are formally or informally in somebody's life and there's an opportunity to have that moment to talk about that, I think that's good. 
Yeah. So what do you think is the most difficult thing as someone who's had people, whether formally through your profession as um, an educator, you've had several people who have come under you who would look to you as a mentor, but just also just how you're a spiritual mentor to me um, and then other people who would have been a part of our church family or just in general. What do you think is the most difficult part about or challenging part about being a mentor to someone? Well, if it's if it's informal, and I think that's why you said celebrities, for example, if people ask them to be a formal mentor, they probably would, you know, be a little shy about it or, or, or a little hesitant to take on that responsibility. Because if you are a formal mentor, it's more, it's sort of like taking up a responsibility of a parent and a parent and a commitment and how do, when do we meet and and, and what times do we meet and how often do we meet? And all these types of questions will come up if it's a formal situation. When it's an informal um, situation, the person who is the mentee would come to the mentor on a need to know basis. And that makes it very, very easy mm-hmm. because that come to may be a WhatsApp message, the come to may be a phone call, it may be a voice note, and it isn't that taxing responsibility on the mentor. Ah, so I see what you're saying. When the more challenge, the challenges of mentorship come when it's formal. Yeah. And in some instances with your profession, it had to be formal. So there is a level of responsibility. But when you try to put that formal and it isn't tied to my profession, that's a level of responsibility that, you know, is very challenging for people. So, so I think moving forward, I think unless it's tied to your profession, I think a lot of people can look at it that, like that way, like instead of having such a big, like I need a mentor, leaving it informally so it's on a need to know basis. Not that you don't have access to this person if it is someone you know, but let it be on a need to know basis because that can make it more challenging and the person can burn out or stop being a mentor because it was so strict. And yeah. once a month, and did we have our lunch? So what do you think is the most rewarding part of mentorship, whether it's formal or informal? that you help someone through whatever journey they were on, that you were able to help them navigate whatever situation they were in. That is, to me, that is very rewarding because you're doing what God asks you to do in terms of helping other people. You know, um, Jesus commands us to love God and love others. And, you know, I always say that, the entire Bible can be summed up in that one verse that says, love God and love other people. And so as a mentor, when you feel that, when that person feels that they've, you've helped them to navigate whatever situation it is, whether it's marriage, profession, whatever it, whatever it is, um, you feel fulfilled that you, yes, I'm doing the will of the father. Mm-hmm. And that's good. I think that there are sometimes when people are like, well, I do want to be a mentor. I do want to, you know, be someone who's able to be looked at as someone comes to them. I think, like you said, because it can be so informal so many times, if you just help, if you just serve, you'll realize that automatically you start to become a mentor to people. I think even people who are on the journey of, I want to be a mentor to someone, don't have to build it up so much as much as people also build up asking someone. Like just serve. And then eventually people would be like, yes, I need to come. Yeah, but if you are serving, Mm -hmm. Whether you realize it or not, you're mentoring someone. If you are truly serving from your heart. See, if you're serving from your heart, someone sees your heart. (laughs) And the truth of that service and that heart, someone wants to emulate that. Because especially if you're praying that God would allow someone to do it. 
you know, to see you, see God in me, see Christ in me and emulate it, whatever aspect of your life that entails. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the questions that I did have pre-prepared before we came to this interview was, do you ever feel like you have to separate being a mother and being a spiritual mentor? Or does it, is it just kind of fluid and it goes hand in hand? Um, I, yeah, I just believe that I am the person that God called me to be. And I try to, to find out from God every day what that is that he wants of me, whether it's for my children or whether it's for anybody else. And um, live that life and um, allow people to see Christ in me. And hopefully by seeing Christ live through me, that would be an example to someone else. Yeah. And I think because our relationship is non-traditional to some, not to me, like I've had people who say like, your mother knows that you, you're not a virgin. Your mother knows um, about someone you're dating. Your mother knows. So some people try to separate, like my mom doesn't know these kinds of information. But for me, I feel like my mom serves several roles. Like she falls and so my mom is one of my, you're one of my good friends, best friends, I would say you're, you're my mom you're also a spiritual mentor. So I just feel like not sharing my entire life with someone that I have in all those areas doesn't make sense. Um, and I'm not saying that it doesn't, that, you know, everybody should be like that with their parents. I'm not saying that everyone should be like that with their parents, mm -hmm. but, um, but I do think that that's why it may be fluid. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, when someone says something like that, it's important to understand their journey because they're coming from, what they understand their journey to be. And your journey is not another person's journey. And that's why you don't really like try to judge their journey. Um, you just try to um, tell them to be open and is what you're doing lining up with what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. Because um, uh, the example you gave is that they're really like separating and crossing over and eliminating certain areas of their life that is open to this person. And the danger of that is who do you open everything up to? Are you opening it all up to God? Maybe you're hiding some things from him. You know, you're not opening it up to your parents. You're not opening it up to God. You probably won't open it up to your spouse. Who will you opening it up to? And I think it's so important to open up to, to other people because, you know, we, I've, I'm, on, I'm coming off of The Rest. This is the first podcast since The Rest. And one of the things that I was watching on The Rest was Married at First Sight. It's my, one of my mom's favorite shows. She loves to watch it all the time. Um, but her and my good friend Jill always talked about it. So during this rest time, I watched it. And it was, it was very insightful. Like it was, I learned so much from watching it. But one of the things of the million lessons I learned is that we have blind spots. Like we're doing things that, we don't know are being interpreted in a certain way. And so when you say, like, there has to be someone you're going to tell everything to because they help you to see it from another perspective. Because when you're all in your head, you're like, I'm right, this is how it should go. But if you verbalize whatever it is you're going through to someone who's a trusted person, who's a mentor, who's someone who's who has wisdom and you know they're also hearing from God, if you're a believer, they can help you say, see, um, did you see it from this perspective? Oh no, because I was all in my head thinking that I was. Yeah. And a lot of times when um, a person who's a mentee is going through a particular situation, they are extremely close to that particular situation. So when you're right up on something, you can't really see it. It's when you stand back that you're able to see it. So being 
uh, or having a mentor who didn't go through what you went through at the time you went through it, but possibly have gone through similar situations before, possibly have the wisdom and the, you know, and like we talked about, it could be professional mentors, it could be marriage mentors. So yes, they've probably gone through certain similar circumstances in their life before. And so because they have navigated their journey before you, because they're not in the fire right then, they're able to speak to the particular situation from a, from a, from a, more stable perspective, I would say at that point, when you know you're like you said, you're, you'd be all in your feelings, or the person, the mentee at that point would be all in their feelings and would be trying to say, uh, or only can see one side mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's, I think it's super important. So what what do you think? And you've known me my whole life, um. So there are probably a million lessons that you felt like I had to learn as I grew. Um, into an adult and there's still lessons that I'm learning every day but what would you say has been the hardest lesson that you've watched me have to learn what do you think is the hardest lesson that you watched me or one of the because I mean it might be hard to think well this was the hardest so it doesn't have to be the ultimate one but one of the lessons that you felt like okay this was a hard lesson that I had to keep on sharing with Corel to think about this perspective and see this perspective I guess it's um, to slow down and listen, slow down and listen because you can't listen on the run. And there's so much we miss when we don't listen. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, sometimes when we have gifts and we have talents from God, we, without even realizing it, think I I could hear because I'm a quick brain. Oh, I love to say that. It's my superpower. But, (laughs) but you still have to slow down and listen because even though you are able to process what you do hear, there's a lot that you don't hear. It's true. It's true. You miss a lot when you don't hear. And that's one of the reasons we took the break, the first break we ever took ever in the two years of having the podcast, because I think I shared with, shared it with you guys when we talked on the very last episode that I recorded at the beginning of July, which was on rest and how I got in the accident. And everybody was like, because you need to slow down. And, and listening, not only to, because people would say like, you need to rest. And I said it on that podcast because your body, um, because you're tired. And I would always think, oh, my body is not tired. I'm not sleepy, but just learning and just, you know, um, just meditating more on rest, realizing your mind has to rest. You have to rest mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So when you're saying that the hardest lesson for you was slow down and rest, I'm only hearing because I'm not listening on that level. I'm hearing sleep. I don't need sleep. I'm going, I'm going. No, rest emotionally, rest spiritually, rest mentally, because then consequences happen after that. And that's how, you know, we got an accident. So I I do think that was a hard lesson. Um, What trait are you um, most proud of when it comes to my spiritual journey? What is something that you have noticed about me um, over the years? Um, and what trait do you feel like? I'm I'm glad that is a lesson that she does know where she has learned or she is applying to her life. I believe that, you know, I have seen that you're, you're truly serious about your relationship with God and that you um, not just say you're serious, but that you work on it. And that's, I think that's very important. And uh, you will put into practice things that you learn and you seek to learn. That's a very good trait. Thank you. Thank you. And I think, I think that's important. And we touched on it a little earlier when we were talking about, you know, people can be informal, 
But what if someone says, even if it's an informal mentorship, I don't have nobody around me who I even feel like I want to emulate, even if I don't formally ask them to be a mentor to me, how would you suggest people put themselves um, in spaces to be able to glean from people that they feel um, can be helpful in in an area? I feel if someone comes to that kind of conclusion, they probably need to check it themselves because maybe they're being judgmental of people. When you come up with such conclusions, a lot of times you're being judgmental. We have to always remember that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and nobody's righteous, no, not one. And so there may be aspects of people's personality, but you can't expect to emulate the entire personality. You know, there may be aspects of people's life that you want to emulate, but not everything, you know, everybody's who's alive is still moving toward perfection. They're not perfect. We're all moving towards perfection. That means every day we are analyzing and trying to grow in in Christ and grow in our personalities and become better. So you can't just put everybody in the handbasket and say, no, there may be one aspect of their life. You know, I remember, um, and I, you know, years ago, I don't remember how many years ago, 20 something years ago, I, um, was seconded to a job and my supervisor uh, on that job, I emulated the, the patience she had in working with everybody. She just had a very patient spirit. I prayed about it. I, I, I saw myself. I said, well, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Wow. I don't know. I said, I'm not like that. And I look back on my time I didn't have a long time with that person but I look back on the time it was actually probably six months but I look back on that time that um even though um at the beginning you know during that time I did not say anything to her I said something afterwards it really helped me to slow down a bit and to try to understand how to be patient how to um you know, have patience with people. Was she younger than you? Yeah. The reason she I was. the reason I asked that, I think I have a feeling I know who this is, but the reason why I asked is she younger than you. I think that's another reason that people miss out on mentors because they feel like a mentor always has to be older. No, she was younger. But she I is younger. Right. <laughs> but I think that, that I like that your your example because it means you can learn from anyone. Uh-huh. You can learn from anyone because it may be a particular trait. Like you said, it was her level of patience. It may be a particular field that this person just is way more aware of. Um, You know, you know, people say now, you know, everything is so technology driven. And so for some people who want to older people who are like, I didn't grow up with that. So it doesn't come like second nature because all of it came about when I was already well in my years as an adult getting someone younger to mentor you in that aspect is also good. So I think that sometimes people, you could get stuck into saying there's nobody around because you've already cut off half of the people that might be around you because they're chronologically younger than you. And I think that's why a lot of older persons may still be having more challenges than they should be having with technology because they won't allow the little kids to mentor them, you know? I am every day I say, I want to learn that. I want to learn that. I'm sitting right at the computer now and saying, you know, I want to learn how to do this, move this from Pinterest to this. I know I, I, I it's possible. You have to, if you keep an open mind that, you know, 
I want to learn. A mentor could be anyone who teaches you. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think that's an amazing note to end this episode on. If you want to learn, a mentor can be anyone that teaches you. If you want to learn, a mentor can be anyone who teaches you. So thank you. Thank you so much for that point. And I think another point that's going to stay with me here too, is that it doesn't have to be a formal request. You can just glean from someone that you either know personally, don't know personally, but you're just gleaning from that knowledge. And maybe you will check with them on a need to know basis, but making it formal make it may make it a lot more challenging. So don't get overwhelmed, but definitely seek out people in your life to learn from, especially um, not only people that you don't have any conversation with you, because there's someone who has to be able to speak into your life and see the perspective of things that you can't see because you're a little too close to the situation. So I think having those people that can speak into you, but not making it so formal so it's overwhelming. So I hope you enjoyed this series all month in the month of August. We'll be talking about mentorship and the other hosts will be bringing on their mentors or talking about their mentorship experiences. So we can't wait to see you. If you're not a part of the Royal Access Group on Facebook, we definitely want to ask you to join in and we can't wait to kick it with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.